0: Why did the penguin eat the pasta? I don't
1: know why!
0: Because it was a macaroni penguin.
2: (laughs) 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 It's time for the children's show. Kids Public Radio.
3: That's the Oots and Oats, a brand new single. Thank you, Universe, right here on the Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone. I'm here with a lot of terrific people on Zoom and out in Listenerland. Hello to everyone on Zoom. Hello. Hello. And who's with us today?
0: Hi, it's Ergie. Hi, it's Flo. Hi, it's Evan. Hi, it's Illuminata. Hello, it's
4: Lily.
5: Hi, it's Lucas.
3: Hi, it's Kay. Hi, it's Sophie. Well, thank you all so much for being here with us on the Children's Hour out there in listener land and here on Zoom. Today on the show, it's going to be cool because we're going to be talking penguins with Charles Bergman. He wrote the book called Every Penguin in the World, A Quest to See Them All, and he has indeed seen every kind of penguin. He is loaded with penguin facts and so much more for us. We can't wait to learn what he knows. We're also going to learn about a penguin's sense of taste and believe it or not, what it reveals about taste buds in general and in all of us. That's coming up from a moment of science later on in the show. Then we're going to hear from the kids in the Extinction Diaries about the rate of extinction in the ocean versus on land. And of course, all of this is mixed with great music, including this one, which is coming off of a Sandra Boynton CD called Dog Train, right here on the Children's Hour. If you are a penguin... you'd understand
6: how it is to be a penguin it's not always grand if you were a penguin then you could tell what it's like to be a penguin you'd know to wear and I'm a little too I know I'm all dressed up But I got no place to go When you are a penguin You look around And see nothing but penguins And frozen ground When you are a penguin And I am one You have nowhere to hide, you have nowhere to to run, little legs cannot stride, so we rock side to side, side to side, side to side, to to move, we can't even fly, and I'm a little too cute, oh yes I know, I'm all dressed up but I can't And somewhat mysterious But nothing profound comes in penguin size Can anyone small be anyone serious? I'm serious A little too cute A little too cute A little too cute And I'm a little too cute Oh yes I know I'm all dressed up, but I got no place to go. Now I am a penguin. No one else like me. Except every other penguin that you ever will see. Miles of penguins. As cute as can be. We're all a little too cute, oh yes we know 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 A little too cute, oh yes yes, that's right We're all dressed up and we're gonna have a party
3: Penguin Lament is from a CD by Sandra Boynton called Dog Train. You're listening to the Children's Hour, and our guest today is an adventurer and a traveler, a photographer, and a professor, but most importantly, he is an aficionado or an expert and someone who really, really likes penguins. Welcome to the Children's Hour, Dr. Charles Bergman.
7: Hi. Nice to be here.
3: Thanks for being here. Illuminata has our first question for you. What are penguins?
7: Well, that's a good question. I feel like I should ask you what you think penguins are, actually. But they're, they're an unusual creature. They're a bird, but they don't do what most birds do. They don't fly. And they have wings, but they've changed their wings so that they're more like flippers on a porpoise than they are wings on a bird. And they're also a bird, but they don't walk like a bird. They walk more like a person. So I think one of the reasons we like penguins so much is that they are really a bird, but they're all sorts of other things at the same time.
3: They really act like a fish in the water, but then they come popping out of the water like a knotfish can possibly do. And there's so many interesting and curious facts about them. Airdrie and Flo. How many species of penguins are there?
7: Well, that's a really good question. There are 18 of them now. And not many people have done what I was able to do, which is to see all 18 species of penguins in the wild because they live in very, very far away, remote places, and they can be hard to get to. But there are 18, but when I started, there were only 17. And somehow, there was a new species along the way. And that was kind of an interesting story in itself.
3: Really, which is the newest species of penguin?
7: The newest is called the northern rockhopper penguin. The only place you can find it are a little set of islands in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, And those islands are called Tristan da Cunha Islands, and they're very hard to get to, very, very hard to get to.
3: We've got photos of penguins posted of all 18 species at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode page, Penguins. Soleil. Um, So why are penguins black and white?
7: Well, that's a really good question. Most people think they're black and white because it helps them blend in with their background. So if you see a penguin in the water from above, if it's dark, it's harder to detect it. And if you see it from below, it's white, and that looks white against the dark and the bright sky above. So people think that it's a kind of camouflage for them so that the animals that like to eat them can't see them as easily.
3: Interesting. Are all penguins black and white, all 18 species?
7: No, there's one that isn't. And only one. There's one species that is not black and white. And I wonder if anybody can guess what that might be.
3: Anyone on the crew? Do you know? I think you've stumped us.
7: There's a penguin called the little penguin. It's the littlest penguin in the world. And it's found in New Zealand, in Australia. And it is blue and white. It's blue from above and white from below.
3: And is it really blue, like blue, blue?
7: it is It is very blue.
3: It sounds so beautiful.
7: Yeah, it's lovely. It's a gorgeous little bird.
3: Where does
8: all the penguins live?
7: Oh that's another really good question. All the penguins in the world, except one, live in what is called the southern hemisphere, the part of the world below the equator. So there are no penguins in the north. Where we live, there are no peng- if you see a polar bear, you won't see penguins. So penguins all live in the southern hemisphere, from the equator to the south, from the and there's one penguin that is actually found in the northern hemisphere that crosses the equator. and only one. And that one penguin is the Galapagos penguin. And there is one little colony of Galapagos penguins found exactly one half mile north of the equator in the Galapagos Islands. And that's the only penguin that lives in the northern hemisphere.
3: To go see all 18 species of penguins, you had to go to some pretty far-flung places.
7: Yeah, I, I have been to some very, very, very remote places. Places that you can only get to by special arrangement. Antarctica is very far away and hard to get to and Antarctica is surrounded by an ocean which makes it even harder and in that ocean are lots of little islands and some of those islands are the only place you can see a particular species of penguin so you've got to figure out how to get to really far away islands but they're beautiful and it was high it was a lot of fun adventures
3: I think I'm always surprised by penguins That They're so small. When we see photographs of emperor penguins who live down in Antarctica, it just, in my mind, I had always envisioned that they were these huge animals. And then when I see them at a zoo or somewhere in person, they're actually pretty tiny little creatures, aren't they?
7: Well, the emperor penguin is three and a half feet tall. to to four feet it can get it can get quite large when you see it in person it's strikingly big and it's closely related to the king penguin which is just about three feet and most of the others are about two feet 20 inches to 24 inches Uh, so that's not a big it's not a big bird but they're not teeny like sparrows either Um, so it's all kind of relative i guess you can say
3: (laughs) are penguins all related to each other
7: yeah they're they're all they're all members of a family called Uh so they are they are definitely related by the way the ancestor penguin uh, the the fossil one of the big fossils finds for penguins from about 60 million years ago was a six foot tall penguin
3: whoa yep
7: biggest bigger than a person bigger than all the kids here
3: <laughs> We're talking with Dr. Charles Bergman. He has visited in person all 18 species of wild penguins. We've got a lot more questions for Dr. Bergman right after this. This is the children's hour.
9: It starts in patagonia when the iceberg split right down the center of the ice split the families in two with cunning thought they persevere, then we're off to the zoo otters for others all believe we should never be alone leading lines know anyone can sit upon the throne inspiring iguanas live to go out on a limb The nightingales are listening and helping all their friends. Persevering penguins work as one, water helps the others. The little lion saves the pride, iguanas eat fruit of many colors. Networking nightingales sing songs to save their friends. George the triple crows, brave enough to rescue us. set free. So they return them to their homes across the land and sea. Persevering penguins work as one. one helps the others. The little lion saves the pride. want is the fruit of many colors. Networking nightingales sing songs to save their friends. George! The triple grows brave enough to rescue others.
3: poli guacamole with the cd called avocado preserving penguins and pals is the name of that tune we're going to learn a lot more about penguins with charles bergman right after a quick break you're listening to the children's hour stick with us The Children's Hour is produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit dedicated to producing high-quality kids' public radio. Learn more at childrenshour.org. Support provided by the Anderson Abruzzo Albuquerque International Balloon Museum. Next time you're in
0: Albuquerque, you can visit Elevation Station, a new, hands-on interactive exhibit at the Balloon Museum, where you can drive a chase crew vehicle, design your own balloon pilot card, climb inside a gondola, and much more. Tickets at cabq.gov balloon.
3: Support provided by Electric Playhouse, an immersive entertainment and educational experience in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The Playhouse is open. Purchase tickets and learn about camps, play and other educational opportunities, including future locations and events at electricplayhouse.com. That's Little Feet Music with penguins from a CD called Jump Around right here on the Children's Hour. We're jumping around, uh, jumping around the topic of penguins with our guest, Dr. Charles Bergman. And our kids have a lot more questions.
8: When you see penguins in the zoo, why are they so tiny?
7: They might wonder why you're so big. (laughs) They feel like they're just the right size.
3: What species are we seeing in zoos?
7: Mostly in zoos, you see uh, Magellanic or African penguins, the ones with the black and white stripes. But they often, you'll often see king penguins, which are big, have bright orange ear patches and orange on the front of their chest, or emperor penguins.
3: I think we have macaroni penguins here in Albuquerque. Lucky you. Yeah, they're pretty neat looking.
7: They're really cool. They have a big fluffy uh hairdo of gold feathers they're cute as can be
0: how are penguins able to survive in antarctica what makes them so special
7: when i was in antarctica i've been to antarctica many times and when i went particularly to see the emperor penguins i found myself asking exactly that question because emperor penguins are the only penguin that actually stays in antarctica year-round And it gets very, very cold, it gets to 50 to 60 degrees below zero Fahrenheit very cold winds of 100 miles an hour. And you you wonder why are they there, why are they having their babies there, but they're uh, they're adapted to it and they manage to do it. And, And I guess the main reason is they can find lots of food in the ocean it's a very rich ocean for food for penguins so that must be the reason they are there.
3: As far as I understand, penguins are a unique species because the males of the penguin species raise the chicks. Is that, are we, is that correct?
7: Well, you kind of, it's the emperor penguin. Different species have different ways of going about it. But most species are what we would call monogamous. That is, they're dedicated to a particular mate and they'll keep that mate over several seasons. The emperor penguin is the penguin that specifically does a lot of the raising of the chick. And it, here's what happens the female lays an egg in the middle of winter in Antarctica. It's 60 degrees below zero. There are a lot of storms. There's, they're on a sea ice, so they're out completely exposed on the ice. And so they don't have a nest. So what she does is transfers the egg to the feet of the, of the male on the top of its feet and it tucks it under a flap of skin and covers it with feathers and then she goes away she goes off to the ocean to feed and she leaves and the male is left with the with the, the egg and he can't lie down he has to stand and he's going he's the one who incubates the egg for 9 weeks he has to stand the whole time if he lies down the egg will come out and if the egg comes out it's done it takes just seconds for the egg to, to die So he is the one in charge of incubating and overseeing the hatching. And not only does he not sit down, lie down or anything, he doesn't eat for nine weeks. He eats nothing and he'll lose 40 percent of his body weight. And then he has the baby. And when when, the chick hatches, the females come back and then he gets his turn to go. So that's one of the most unusual mating strategies, child-rearing strategies of any animal in the whole world.
3: And then how long do those babies stay with the mom and dad?
7: Well, they have about two and a half months to grow up. So they have have to grow up pretty quickly because they're out on sea ice and that ice will break up as summer comes and they have to be able to swim and fend for themselves. In fact, the parents will just leave the babies at a certain point. The parents will just start to go off to swim and the babies have got to figure out how to jump in the water and catch a fish on their own.
0: How many babies do penguins produce at a time?
7: Very good question. Most produce one to two. Two is not uncommon, but king penguins and emperor penguins produce only one egg at a time and raise only one chick at a time.
3: Is that per year?
7: Yeah. Uh, mostly per year. The emperor is per year. The the king penguin has the most unusual breeding calendar, I guess you could say the chick stays with its parents for 14 months. So that's an an odd number and it means that they don't mate every year. They'll have a year off, most almost a year.
0: Do all penguins swim?
7: Yes, they do. They are expert swimmers. They are superb swimmers. When we see them on land, they waddle, and they look kind of like they don't really know how to walk very well, and like they're kind of uncoordinated and clumsy. And when you watch them walking across the snow or something, all of a sudden, they'll slip and they'll fall down. (laughs) And they look like they don't know what they're doing. But put them in water, and zoom, they're like torpedoes. They are just superb swimmers. But if you go to the Galapagos, sometimes you can be lucky and swim with penguins. And when you swim with penguins, you'll realize that they probably are looking at us in the water the way we look at them on land. They must think, why are those people not such good swimmers? They're such bad swimmers, but we're really good swimmers.
3: Well, there's a life goal for you to swim with penguins or even just swim as well as a penguin we're talking with dr charles bergman he's the author of the book every penguin in the world a quest to see them all and he is just full of penguin facts we're not done asking you a lot of questions dr bergman but we're going to come right back after this this is gustifer Yellowgold from a cd compilation called many hands family music for haiti this is penguin day right here on the children's hour
10: Pretty penguin, it's your day Let your worries fly away May the sun shine in and stay Cause no one can take your crown of gold it shines from the life and love you hold flap your tiny
3: yellow gold, right here on the Children's Hour with Penguin Day. We're talking with Dr. Charles Bergman. He is a penguin expert. Dr. Bergman, you mentioned earlier how the females go away and leave for nine weeks, and then they come back. And when we see penguins, we certainly can't tell them apart from one another, but they mate for life. So in the sea of thousands of penguin dads and their eggs, The penguin mom knows exactly which chick is her chick and which mate is her mate.
7: That's a kind of miracle, actually, when you think about it. How do they tell? Um, King penguins will have colonies of 250,000 pairs. That's like a big human city. And the chicks don't have nests, so they wander around. So it'd be like being in a big city, only you don't have a house. So your parents will go off to work and they come back and you aren't in a house, they've got to find you. You could have gone anywhere. You could have walked down the street three blocks. You could have gone off to see your grandma or something like that. How are they going to find you? Can you guess how the penguins find each other in those circumstances?
8: I know because they know their mate's song. So they talk to each other, and they know their mate's voice. So they follow their mate's voice.
7: Very good. Uh, Very, very good. That is exactly right
8: how many miles can a penguin
7: swim they can swim a long way for example there's one species of penguin the fiordland crested penguin which is in new zealand and it nests in a rainforest actually it doesn't rest nest in snow it nests in the rainforest in southern new zealand and they nest in trees they're like little hobbits in the forest when you see them But nobody knew where they went. They would leave in December and they would be gone till the next June, and nobody knew where they went. And so they put these little satellite recorders on them, and they followed them, and they found that they they go almost all the way to Tasmania across the Tasman Ocean. It's hundreds and hundreds of miles, and in fact they can swim about 50 miles a day. And they're gone for months swimming about 50 miles a day because they're going off to this great feeding area. So it's really quite amazing.
3: Well, you have seen so many different things with these 18 species of penguins. How are they different from one another? And how are all penguins exactly alike?
7: Well, they're different from each other in that of course they have different physical characteristics there there are groups of them actually king penguin and the emperor penguin there are crested penguins the ones with the yellow feathers on their heads there's uh they call them Spheniscus penguins the temperate zone penguins the ones with the whites and black stripes Uh, and then a couple others that don't fit categories super easily but they have different personalities, which I think is the f- kind of funnest. There are a couple species that are quite shy and will run away from you and hide at the slightest movement that they see in you. And there are some species like the royal penguin that are in- incredibly friendly. And when I would get off a boat to visit them on the beach, there would 50 of them would crowd around and they would gather all around and look at my camera and come right up and look at me and even climb on top of me and if you walk down the beach you can walk with 50 penguins gathered around you in a big parade with you and the penguins so so they're they're different in personality as well as some of their physical characteristics but they all share the same thing they all are birds that do not fly it's the only seabird in the world that does not fly and they swim they they are they're adapted for swimming and they're underwater birds.
8: Are penguins in
0: danger?
7: Well, yes, they are, and they need our help very, very much. They need us to pay attention to them. Of the 18 species, 10 species are considered in danger of extinction. So that means more than half of all the species are endangered. And another four are considered near endangered, which is another way of saying they're kind of on the way toward endangerment if things don't change we have to be careful ourselves about what we do because what we do affects their ability to survive. Even though they all live in a different hemisphere, even though they all live far, far away from us, for example, there's a lot of fishing that goes on in the Southern Ocean because there's not much fishing in the rest of the world now. We've exhausted the fish. And every time we take huge quantities of fish out of the Southern Ocean, it makes it harder and harder for the the penguins to survive. There's another big problem for penguins, and that's called climate change. And that's heating up the oceans, and the penguins need cold water to survive. And as the oceans heat up, it just makes it harder and harder for penguins to survive.
3: What can we do to help penguins not go extinct?
7: Probably one of the most important things you can do is to be careful when you buy when your parents buy fish tell them to buy sustainably grown fish it's very important because otherwise we're really making it almost impossible for penguin babies to grow up to be adults so the kind of fish we eat is probably one of the important things and the other thing is to try to reduce our impact on climate change because that is a huge huge problem for penguins
3: that's dr charles bergman We've posted a lot of links at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Penguins.
2: When a penguin moves to California, she'll bring a suitcase full of snow to keep her cool. When a penguin moves to California, she'll swim with movie stars at the hotel pool. When a penguin moves, When a penguin moves to California When a penguin moves to California She'll feel the heat on her toes from the sun-warmed sand When a penguin moves to California She'll learn the earthquake evacuation plan. When a penguin moves, when a penguin moves to California. When a penguin moves, when a penguin moves to California. When a penguin moves to California, she'll want to hug a giant redwood tree. You know she will. When a penguin moves to California, she'll wait in traffic jams patiently. When a penguin moves, when a penguin moves to California, penguin moves when a penguin moves to california you're listening to the children's Hour, kids
1: public radio
3: The Children's Hour is supported in part by an award from New Mexico Arts, a division of the New Mexico Department of Cultural Affairs, and the National Endowment for the Arts. Support provided by the County of Bernalillo, New Mexico, burnco.gov. Support is also provided by the City of Albuquerque Cultural Services Department. Support for the Children's Hour is provided by Token IBIS, a nonprofit making philanthropy accessible to everyone. To sign up, go to tokenibis.org.
11: Funny way in his suit of black and white Well he looks so posh he could be going to the royal ball tonight And he walks so fast on the slippery ice Sometimes he just falls down But he jumps straight up and carries on Just like the wobbly clown do The penguin strut The very penguin strut He has little wings but he doesn't fly He looks so quaint as he walks by funny way why don't you try to do it too put your arms straight down put your hands out flat let your feet just shuffle through then you waddle along up and down and you roll from side to side oh the penguin walks in a funny way you gotta watch him slip and slide do the penguin strut the fairy penguin strut he has little wings but he doesn't fly he looks so quaint as he walks by strut, the fairy penguin strut. He has little wings, but he doesn't fly. He looks so quaint as he walks by. Penguin strut.
4: Today, on A Moment of Science, we're going to explore the sense of taste in penguins. Yael, just imagine how delicious a fish must taste to them.
12: Sorry, Don, but a penguin's sense of taste is actually very limited. Huh?
4: Then why are we talking about it?
12: Don, trust me, it's interesting. Human beings and most mammals have five different classes of taste receptors on their tongues for sweet, salty, sour, and bitter tastes, and for umami, which is a meaty taste.
4: And penguins don't have all these receptors too?
12: No, they don't. In 2015, a team consisting of an American and two Chinese scientists published a study where they compared the genomes of 27 bird species, including penguins. They were looking for the genetic instructions for taste receptors. They found that penguins lack the receptors for sweet, umami, and bitter. They only have receptors for sour and salty tastes.
4: There must be some reason why penguins don't have the other receptors.
12: There is. The sweet, sour, and umami receptors depend on a protein that loses its activity at low temperatures. The salty and sour receptors don't depend on this protein. Penguins swallow their food whole, but it isn't clear whether this is a cause or consequence of their loss of taste perception.
4: I get it. Penguins are like cavefish. Cavefish lost their eyes because there's no light in the cave to see with. Penguins lost some of their taste receptors because they don't work in the cold of the Antarctic anyway. You're right. This is interesting.
12: This Moment of Science comes from Indiana University.
4: We're on the web at a momentofscience.org. I'm Don Glass. And
12: I'm Yael Cassander.
5: I like you a lot, you're funny and kind, so let me explain what I have in mind. I want to be your personal penguin. I want to walk right by your side. I want to be your personal penguin. I want to travel with you far and wide. Wherever you go, I'll go there too. Here and there and everywhere and always with you. I want to be your personal penguin from now on. Now lots of other penguins seem to do fine In the universe of nothing but ice But if I could be yours and you could be mine A cosy little world would be twice as nice I want to be your personal penguin I want to talk with you night and day I want to be your personal penguin I want to listen to whatever you say Look at these wings, so perfect to hold you I'd like to say again what I have already told you Let me be your personal penguin from now on Now lots of other penguins seem to do fine In the universe of nothing but ice But if I could be yours and you could be mine A cosy little world would be twice as nice I wanna be your personal penguin I want to walk right by your side I want to be your personal penguin I want to travel with you far and wide Wherever you go, I'll go there too here and there and everywhere and always with you please may i be your personal penguin imagine me your personal penguin How want to be your personal penguin from now on
0: Extinction Diaries A 2021 study reveals that the worst extinction, about 250 million years ago, happened 10 times faster in the ocean than on land. As the Permian extinction began, ocean life quickly perished and took nearly 100,000 years for 90% of life on land to go extinct. Scientists think Earth's climate changes can be slow over time or abrupt due to an interruption by volcanic activity, asteroid impacts, or some other catastrophic event. Either way, the ecosystems reached a tipping point where everything collapsed. Like the straw that breaks the camel's back, everything is fine until it's not. One reason scientists speculate for the difference in marine and terrestrial rates of extinction may be that the oceans absorb and stabilize chemical changes faster, but also reach a tipping point faster. In the last 50 years, our oceans have absorbed a lot of heat and greenhouse gas emissions, and the result has been acidification that created sudden breakdowns like coral bleaching. Understanding what happened in the end of the Permian extinction gives us clues about the rise of the dinosaurs. If we fail to balance humanity with Mother Earth's stability, who will be around to get the clues about us? My name is Rising Moon, and this is a small world production.
13: We all can learn from nature. Mm-hmm. Can learn from nature Two birds on a wire Talking to each other Watching all the people As they're walking by Listening to the music Of all the leaves in motion Living in the moment And never asking why Oh, we Can fly high like it Go The future by always doing something, knowing that he's happy with what is left behind.
3: from nature is Rhythm Child. And before the Extinction Diaries, we heard Your Personal Penguin. And that's a Sandra Boynton CD called Blue Moo. The rock penguin hop was Maria Sagiolo. That's from her CD called Down by the Ocean, where we also got the penguin sounds. And A Moment of Science is a production of WFIU. And Fairy Penguin Strut way back when was Don Spencer. You're listening to the Children's Hour, and we've enjoyed so much learning about penguins today. We hope you did, too. You can find a lot more information at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode page, Penguins. And before we leave, we have time for one more song. This is brand new Lindsay Monroe. It's not quite released yet. This one is with Raffi.
14: We all need a place to call home With our laughter, our joy, and our song To thrive with the old and the young A community caring and strong Where there is love, where there is love Where there is love, we belong Where there is love, where Where there is love, love, where there there is love, we belong.
3: A rainbow of colors and faces
14: a chorus of comforting voices
8: Sights and sounds for our minds and
6: hearts
14: In the places we feel we belong Where there is love, where there is love, Where there is love, 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 there's love, there's love we, belong. we belong Where, where there is love, where
0: Children's Hour is an independent production of the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit
13: corporation. Our show was written by Katie Stone, with help from all of us in the kids crew.
0: Find lots of information about us at childrenshour.org. Many thanks to Dr. Charles
3: Bergman for being on the show with us today. We had production help this week from Marcy Krivenin and our joke was written by Evan Dates.
0: Our podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts or at patreon.com slash the children's
3: hour. Or
8: ask your smart speaker to play the children's hour podcast. We post our photos and more on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Find us at TCH Radio.
2: Our oh, theme music is written by CK Barlow.
0: The Children's Hour is distributed by the Children's Hour Incorporated, PRX, and the Pacifica Radio Network.
13: Thanks for listening to the Children's Hour,
8: Kids Public Radio.